It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 104, the faulty pyrotechnic machines of of Nissan Stadium of Sodes. Oh, man, that was wordy. Man, I was there for that game, though. I will say I was in the 300 level because that that wasn't the first game of the regular season. What was it? I guess it would have been two years ago. But it was the first home game for the Titans. They opened the season on the road. Right. They come, they, they play the Colts. And I think, would that have been Philip Rivers' first meeting with the Titans as a Colt? Was it? I think it was the year before. Where it could have been the year before. like 19 to 17 or something. It could have been the year before. It was very hot that day, not because the field was on fire. <laughs> well, because... that probably played into it. It's like the one game where it's like you, like how many games have we begged and wished for outdoor heaters at Titans games? And they give it during a September game. It's like, no, no, that's not what we meant, Titans. Yeah, I mean, it's it, December. I like how it happened organically and naturally, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we need we, we need to save those. We need to save the stadium fires for the December games in January. I'll, I'll say this: uh, and, and a giant air conditioner or whatever the hell it was getting on fire much better than a dumpster being on fire because then that's just that just creates even more jokes. The internet would have been even more ablaze for that. Hey, uh, so we've got a huge, huge, huge so this week. Uh, we have so much to get to, so I don't know why we're wasting any time. Um, oh, no, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. No, actually, there's very little to talk about this week. <laughs> However, Jack and I are going to pull so much Titans content out of our ass. We're going to, like, we're going to raid the cupboard bear, if you will. Our ass is being the cupboard. That's how deep into our asses that we're going to pull out Titans content, because that's what we do for you, the tuppers, okay? So... Uh, since we are rating our asses bare, uh, of course, we're getting uh, Luke Worsham onto the sode this week. <laughs> Uncle Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. <laughs> and he's, we're going to talk to him about Combine. We're going to talk to him about just how, how cute he looks uh, and, uh, and how he's really glown up over the – since this podcast has taken off, he has had a glow up. And look, I don't want to take full credit for that. But I think it's, you know, it's it, it's hard to call it coincidence. Did we give birth to Luke Worsham, the man we know today? I think and, so. And if we did, who's the mother and who's the father? Oh, good question. Good I think you have question. more matronly qualities. Well, let's ask Luke. Let's just ask Luke that question. Okay. Okay. Who's I the like mother that. and who's the father? Yeah, perfect. Okay. We'll save that for Luke then. <laughs> Luke All is right. actually now a part of the A to Z Sports podcast network as well he's got his tuesday titans toss-ups some alliteration for you that he does wow wait hold on hold on i thought we were the i thought we were the titans 
Eight A to Z Sports is Titans. So now you well, Luke's, Luke's now is about eight, eight to ten minutes. Luke's is a quick hitter. It's eight well, to ten yeah, minutes. Ours is closer to one hundred and ten like minutes. Expanding into every city in America, you've got uh, A to Z Sports, El Paso, Texas. A to Z Sports, <laughs> Temecula, California. Like it's just like every anywhere there's a city, there's an A to Z Sports. Which credit to the guys. Shout out to mm-hmm. Zach and Austin, just absolutely doing massive things. Love Hard to work see. paying off. But now they're now they're expanding their Titans podcast coverage. I don't care if it's eight to ten. It should be negative eight to ten minutes, in Ooh, my opinion. That brings me to my next question: Is Luke Warsham now our rival? I yes, a thousand percent. Frena- he, Adam to the is National he a frenemy? We we will uh, we should add him uh, to our. Um, we, we should if I swear if he comes onto our podcast and tries to promote his podcast. Oh. We're, we're cutting the line. Oh we're, man, we're kicking him off. He doesn't want that him. smoke. Yeah, we're banning him. All right, I, this has already been the longest cold open of a podcast <laughs> we've done this season in in an episode where we have very little to talk about. But so let's just. Uh, oh, and we got to remember the Titan to end things on, of course, obviously. Even though we've got nothing to talk about, we will have a remember the Titan because that damn segment will be the death of us. Uh, so uh, Jack, before. We get into all that. Let's first get a word from Relax the Back. Oh, let me say a quick word about those guys over at Relax the Back. CEO Glenn Word, who runs the whole operation, he made it his mission to not just enhance sleep, but enhance lives after he was involved in a serious car accident many years ago. Glenn was looking down the barrel at multiple surgeries. He struggled to sleep at night. He struggled to find himself in a comfortable position, whether it was standing up, sitting down, or laying down. So before going under the knife, Glenn sought out preventative measures to correct his body through sleep technology and posture improvement, and eventually, over the course of time, was able to avoid any and all procedures, which is what makes Relax the Back a passion project of his. The Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people in the Nashville area to work better, live better, and feel better every single day. If you're like me and struggle with insomnia and posture issues, this is the place for you. With a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting at our computers at work all day long, along with Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to maximize your sleep every night, the Relax the Back team will make sure you are waking up and feeling great every day. Go check them out. 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right outside of Green Hills across from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater. If you're unable, if you don't live in Nashville, if you don't live in the city, which a bunch of you don't, we're going to talk about a friend, a Titans fan over in Ukraine later in this episode. If you're like him and you don't live in the city, don't worry about it. You can still shop online. Go to stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. One more time, stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. Get you a chair, get you a pillow, get you a mattress, and start feeling better today. When you go into in the store, for those of you that are in town, Make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train are coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Titan Up podcast. Today is February 2nd. 2022 
And I think we've done it. I think we've actually found a week where there's absolutely nothing to talk about in the world of the Titans. Because, I mean, we talked about the stadium stuff last week. Uh, We're officially in that awkward era, aren't we? The Combine starts on Thursday. Um, So Combine starts Thursday. Free agency is a little further down the road than that. Uh, You know, nothing really can happen right now. Obviously, you turn on ESPN and it's the same headline for every single show. Uh, where's is Rogers going to stay in green Bay is Russell Wilson going to stay in Seattle where are these quarterbacks going to go um, and most likely in my opinion nowhere but uh, again you have Aaron Rodgers building a house with all his buddies in Nashville and he's not coming to the Titans he's not coming to the Titans I've tried I'm trying to I'm trying to back myself off but he's not coming <laughs> to the not, Titans he's not coming to the Titans um, but so, th- that's that's all we've got in the NFL world right yeah. now um, so like I don't know, have you seen any good movies lately, I guess? Movies? No. I still, you know, the last one I saw was Death on the Nile. Mm. Death on the oh, Nile. It's like a, it's a murder mystery thriller. It's awesome. You got to yeah, see it. Yeah, it's the sequel to the um, uh, M- Murder on the Orient Express. Exactly, which is a, a great movie as well. Same detective, same great oh. mustache. Yeah, see? great mustache. Great now, mustache. We're, now we're on the same movie page. This feels nice. Yeah, I'm glad to see that you've actually seen a movie. That's yeah. good. We can start with one in this case. Two uh, pretty two soon movies. you'll be addicted. Pretty soon you'll watch a second movie eventually. And then, uh, and then before you know it, you'll be quoting w- one of those two movies that you've yeah, seen. Or Home Improvement or Wayne's World, which is <laughs> brought up often as well. Yeah. Uh, I saw Scream. That was pretty good, I guess. Scream's good. Uh-huh. You know, I've been, I've been watching more TV lately. And of course, now we can't watch the MLB anytime soon because Rob Manfred's a total clown and an Rob idiot. Rob Manfred is an, is, He's literally a, a horse's anus in human form. <laughs> but anyway, that's 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 for our uh, baseball up podcast. Yeah, that's that's enough baseball talk. But yeah, I have been watching TV, some HBO. Euphoria Should, just wrapped up. Jack, and this is kind of off righteous topic. gemstones wrapped well, up. Not really off topic because we're not really on a topic right now. But should we start a Nashville Sounds podcast for A to Z Sports? That's going to be tough to do considering the lockout. Sa- how about sounding off or no? Sounding off. Sounds sounds good. Sounds, sounds good. good. Podcast. Ooh, I like that. Don't give anyone any ideas. Okay. All right. Don't, copyrighted. Let, Luke, don't let Luke Worsham steal that idea. Too. We've filed a patent. So any of any of you guys listening that want to start a triple A baseball podcast, don't get yeah. any ideas. Um yeah. I say so, and you've watched Euphoria, you said? Yeah, Euphoria. Euphoria yeah, is good. good. Good season, very dramatic, high drama. I heard um, that's like the best way to that's like the best birth control is to watch euphoria yeah that's a good way to put it the the makeup they do i'll give credit to whoever does the makeup on that show they've got some good makeup on the on those people on the on the actresses there you go good on a show about high schoolers jack is commenting on their makeup okay Uh, well first of all uh, feds if you're listening to this podcast write that one down write that timestamp. it's it's crazy because in this show one of the characters Maddie Perez is 31 years old in real life, yet she's playing a high schooler. It does, there's a lot of things in the show that don't add up, but that that's at the top of the list. Everything's uh-huh. legal over here don't, for for the fed for the federales who may be listening from Mike Herndon, the Mike Herndon episode. <laughs> yeah, right. They they started they subscribed to our podcast in the Mike Herndon <laughs> episode, and they've been listening ever since. Hopefully, it's because they like us, not because they want to indict us on crimes. Uh, yeah. But uh, I guess the the combine starts this week, which is combine nice. starts this week. 
Titans are going to get to look at some guys. I've got a couple guys that I'm looking is, at at the wide receiver position. Is it weird that 32 grown men from around the league, at least 32 grown men from around the league, um, pilgrimage to Indianapolis every single year in the winter to watch men in their young 20s strip it down into their underwear to jump up and down? Like, is that, is there any yeah. part of the combine that like, we should maybe take a step back and be like, yeah, you know what? This is a little weird. So for the 40 yard dash, I'll allow it because you don't want extra weight on. I want to see how fast you can run, you know, comparative to, or, or compare comparing what their times are to other guys who also ran in the same conditions. And, and, but, you know, for the clothes to be that tight, I mean, what, what's wrong with a nice t-shirt and gym shorts, you know? And that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, so what? So you run a four, three, four, rather than a four, two, seven, like, come on. Like, really? Do you think that's going to like, uh, Tom Brady ran like a, a, a nine minute 40 and he still <laughs> got drafted. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the fact that, you know, some of these drills are just not conducive to football uh, at all is, is like at all. At all. Part. It is the funniest. Like, when on a football field do you need a player to long jump? <laughs> yeah, long jumping is just one of them. Uh, the cone drill makes sense for guys coming off the edge, like, yeah, like edge rushers. Yeah, agility, sure. And yeah. maybe the scat backs who can, you know, change direction on a dime. But uh, I like the – my favorite one is the gauntlet, right? The gauntlet where, where it's a DB or wide receiver. And they've got to run down through either, you know, there's five guys on one side, five guys on the other. You run, you catch a ball, then you flip your hips, turn your head, catch a ball from the other side. But there's always one guy every year who gets hit in the face. Yep. Yep. There's always one guy. It's like, it's like at the, at the Academy Awards every year, there's always one person that's going to botch the pronunciation of a name uh, (laughs) at the, at the uh, Super Bowl every year. There's, uh, there's probably going to be at least some sort of streaker. And, uh, and then at the combine, there's going to be one dude that's just pelted either in the back of the head or the front of the head in that gauntlet drill. And so that is, that to me is the most watched part, like is the most must see television part of the 40. Do you have any guys in mind that you're looking at? Do you have any guys in mind that you're looking at? For me, it's, I'm looking at the slot receivers in this one. You know, and I, I know Jameson Williams can't perform obviously towards ACL in the national championship game. But I'm looking at guys like Olave from Ohio State, Dotson from Penn State, just well, if, fast if you, if you guys who can fit ACL, in the office. If you tear your ACL in college, odds are John Robinson's gonna he's gonna have a <laughs> look at you. Yeah, yeah, you you may jump to the top of his list. Yeah, but right, um, like I, in fact, John Robinson probably wasn't even looking at him until he he tore his ACL. And he's like, <laughs> now he double circled that guy. Right, um, like John Robinson loves torn ACLs more than Doctor James Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. James Andrews has operated on a fair share of torn ACLs, but yeah, I mean, Jameson Williams is an exciting guy for me. Uh, you know, I, I do think that that's kind of the angle the Titans should take. And we'll talk to Luke about where he thinks, what, which position group he thinks the Titans should address. Yeah, Cause the there's no bigger like combine fiend and nut than Luke Worsham. And in fact, a- he, he told us specifically, he said, when I come on, I only want to talk about like which guys the Titans are looking at in the uh, in the in the combine. So we're like, okay, sure, if that's where you want to go, we'll do it. Yeah. So I, when you know, when asking Luke to come on, Luke very gracious with his time as always. You know, he's he's in school, he's still at Belmont, and he's. I mean, think know, about that. He's making time out of his day, like on days where he has to record eight to ten minute podcasts. 
he's cutting out time for us, which we yeah, really do I appreciate. Mean, the editing alone that, that takes place in those eight to 10 minutes, it's got to be heavy. I can only imagine. And well, time consuming. A, it's probably more time in the editing room than he is actually recording. But Luke did tell me when I when I got him to agree to come on, it wasn't much of a hassle. Um, you know, he, he kind of complied pretty quickly. But he did say, please do not ask me about any of the draft prospects in particular. He's, you know, he's behind on his draft game. Sure. Uh, He's kind of focused on the Titans and what they have in the building right now, not what's going to be happening in Indianapolis. Although he's going to pay attention to it and he's going to, I'm sure he's going to write great stuff on it, but he told us specifically, you know, Hey, let's not key in on specific prospects. So, I may ask him a question about some specific. Prospects. Yeah, we're only. And yeah, in fact, we might only ask him about specific prospects when it comes to the combine. Because uh, that's look, that's just what we do with Luke. That's uh, Luke is Luke. Luke was a former co-host of this podcast when I took my uh, my little sabbatical to move to Chicago. Uh, he 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 filled my seat. And so if, like, if anyone should expect to be asked exactly what he specifically asked us not to ask him about, it should be Luke. Like he should mm-hmm. know already. So um, we're definitely going to get into that with him. Now, Jack, before we get to Luke, I guess like one thing we could talk about, <laughs> it's, it's, the, the cover is so bare this week. Uh, but one thing we were actually going to talk about last week, but we just didn't, we scrapped it for time. Um, is the tight ends conversation. Yes. There was a report that came out, um, and I thought I had it here in front of me, which I don't, clearly. You'd think I'd be more prepared for as little as we have to talk about. But uh, a report that came out last week that a Miami Dolphins beat writer, like he made a prediction that Mike Gusecki, the former Dolphins tight end of the the out of Penn State years ago, like a great, great, tall, sizable tight end, is interested or, or, or sorry he predicts that he won't end up in nashville with the title. yeah so it was omar kelly and he covers the dolphins he's been the beat writer for years down in miami and what he did was you know he did a ask me anything dolphins free agency whatever and so people were you know saying hey what do you think about gasecki um and in this tweet omar kelly said gasecki is going to tennessee Remember I said it. That's pretty straightforward, and that's a pretty bold thing to put on the internet, especially if you cover the Dolphins. Definitely, yeah. But, uh, I mean, if you're a Titans fan, you have to love to hear that. Gusecki's kind of established himself as one of the better pass-catching tight ends in the NFL, and while he's not a great you, you know, asset when it comes to run blocking, he's good enough. He, he gets in the way enough. Right, and he's a, to, big enough, he's a big enough body. Yeah, and really you can't have much of a downgrade when it comes to run blocking than Anthony Ferkser. And really, even uh, you know, pass catching after the season Ferkser had last year. I know people still like him. I he just didn't produce at the level See, to, to where you should be able to bring him back. But and the problem the problem I have with tweets like that where it says "Remember I said it," um, I need someone to re- remember that I need to remember that he said that. So like, I need we need a second person to remember that Omar Kelly to remind me to remember that he said that. <laughs> And that, because I, because honestly, I don't think it's going to happen. I just, with where the Titans are at with their cap space, you see teams like the Green Bay Packers restructuring like crazy this week. They got their cap. They, they somehow in a team that was like 20 million over the cap or something. I don't know how oh, far. Oh, they were deeper than that. I mean, it was close to 50, I think. 
they, they are now 14 under the cap. So they have restructured with multiple guys to get their cap space down. The Saints are also doing the same thing. The Saints have been in cap hell for the Ooh. last couple of years. Thanks a lot, Taysom Hill. Yeah, right. And now the Titans are kind of in cap hell. And there hasn't been much news about them restructuring. And it's not like they're Major League Baseball where they're not even allowed to contact their players right now. Like, no, this would be the time to do it. So it kind of worries me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and and I, Kevin I, I Byard said he would do it. Kevin Byard said he'd be open to do it. Right, right. And I'm sure those conversations will will be had. But it to me, it feels like the Titans need that if they even want to look at a guy like Kasiki because he's not – it's not going to happen. Would I love to have him? Yes. Are you kidding me? Of course. I think he would be phenomenal. And we talked about it with Rex Road last week, where the more weapons you give Ryan Tannehill, the better Ryan Tannehill will be. Um, and, I mean, he was great this year with during the regular season. All right? Uh, Tannehill haters. All right? Just, just during turnovers, the regular season. Too many turnovers. He wasn't great this year. Well, this he, is the worst year he's had since he came I, over. Let me, finish, I, let me finish my sentence. I stopped myself. In the, he was great considering the pieces he was he was throwing to he got if, it done if you he, put marcus mariota against those pieces he was throwing to well yeah but we would we, not we, have we, been the same numbers if you put our expectations if, have changed if you since, put since the mariota days i'd even say dak prescott if you put dak prescott oh. against those pieces that Tannehill was thrown to this year would not like Tannehill did great considering the the circumstances you're so if you're you smoking that ryan Tannehill pack oh my gosh i don't want to get into the Tannehill debate again no we're not going to but i, I just us- I do, I'm just trying to make the point that you put more weapons to Tannehill. It's only going to make Tannehill better. So in comparison, we're talking about Gusecki. Gusecki's had back-to-back seasons with over 700 receiving yards out of the tight end position. This year, he caught 73 passes. Anthony Ferkser caught less than half of that, 34 passes. Right. Now, Anthony there was Ferkser more of a... This year. Gusecki probably got more snaps and saw more playing time because the Titans had like a, you know, a, a revolving door. Well, because Gusecki, Gusecki has given himself the opportunity to get more playing time by actually Agreed. being able to get in the way in the, in the run game. Yes. Ferkser, yes. when Ferkser's on the field, it was, it was a passing situation. 99% of the time when Gusecki's out there, it's like the John U. Smith effect. Remember you can put John U. Smith out there and defenses still, you know, you have to question, well, is it a runner or is it a pass? Because Johnny Smith can do enough in the in the blocking game, and he's obviously a dynamic receiving threat as well. But um, Gusecki is more of that. Gusecki's had the last two seasons of his career have been fantastic. Um, he's found the end zone 13 times in the last three seasons. So it, it makes sense. Again, the salary cap's going to be an issue, and would you rather wait in the mid-rounds of this draft to, to address the tight end position? Those are all questions that we're going to see answered here in the in the next month or two. But for Omar Kelly, a Dolphins beat writer, who is that plugged into the situation to say he's going to be a Titan? Yeah. That that's well, that's something. That means he, something. He's he's that plugged in on the Dolphins side of things. He I don't think he has any idea the inner workings of what's going on here in Nashville. And especially well, I mean, who does? He's yeah. probably not even considering the uh, the cap hit and, and or the cap situation that the Titans are currently dealing with. So I don't read too much into it. Granted, it's the off season and we cling to any hypothetical thrown our way. And, <laughs> and Jack admittedly. So you and I are the worst of the worst when it comes to how would they look in two tone blue, mm. whether it makes sense or not. Now for, for instance, this hypothetical does make sense. 
I think you look great. It is a tight end, and personal. the Titans are in the market for a tight end. And my goodness, Gasecki, that size, those numbers, oh, just like those Ooh, skinny yeah. numbers, like running down his skinny, like tall body. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Give that to oh. me. All right, let's, all right, that's enough sexualizing free agents. <laughs> Mike, more like Mike Gasexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no, no. Oh, we've gone too long. We've gone way too. We we need some Titans content. Very big. Um, so uh, so this is a. Do we have a live read before Luke gets here? Yes, of course we do. Every okay. week, this All is right. this is our DraftKings live read coming up. So here. full disclosure, as Jack and I, we're we're peeling back the curtain here for you because that's what we are. We are if we are nothing if not transparent on this podcast, okay? We are uh, very transparent. Okay, and it is five uh, 5.31 on Tuesday evening when we record this, and uh, Luke was supposed to join us at 5.30. He has just now entered the waiting room, so he's a minute late. But Jack, let's do this live. Do you want to do, we've never done this before on the podcast. <laughs> do you want to try and do this live? Bring him in, bring him in raw. It'll make your edit a lot easier. That's true. We can maybe, you can maybe throw in the music if you want, but like. Before we do. But yeah, you do the live read now and then let's just bring him in. Why not? Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. Look, it's a, look, it's a week where we got nothing going on. Let's just blow out the whole format of the damn show. All right. You, you hit us with the, with your, with the live and then I'll bring in Luke. Ready to feel the excitement of the conference championships like never before? You Turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A to Z Sports, bet $5 on any college troops team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. And now let's get a Luke workshop. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke, uh, full disclosure. We're already recording. We just brought you in. We just brought you in live into the show right now. Uh, the so good welcome. thing I didn't say anything racist or otherwise provocative. I mean, why would a, you? Should that be a worry? <laughs> no, no. It's just you know, you never, you never know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looks like good thing I didn't pull out one of my racist rants just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these racist rants that I'm constantly going on. Yeah, yeah we, you guys yeah, got to give me a heads up next time. <laughs> I don't want to be canceled. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So Luke, uh, first of all, welcome back to the Tighten Up Podcast. Thank you. Um, I heard a uh, a rumor that you are starting a um, a Titans podcast on A to Z Sport. Have started, yes. Ha oh, have started. Okay. All right. Look, don't even think 
Oh, he froze. But what he was going to say was don't even <laughs> think about it. I think it's funny that he was about to enter this threat territory. Now I'm just looking at his frozen face on the screen. Very, 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 uh, very menacing. Damn it. Am I back yet? You're yeah. back. But Am I finished I your sentence for you. I said, okay. don't even think about it. I said, don't even. Yeah. Geez. Luke comes in and now all of a sudden I have internet issues. Uh, all right. Don't think for a second that you're going to come onto this podcast and promote your pipe. Titans well, you know, okay. here's the thing. It's not really competing with the top because mm -hmm. the 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 Titans Tuesday toss up is less than 10 minutes long. You guys typically, you know, hour 15, hour, hour and a half. And so mine is for the people who are, you know, pretty sharp and can can we can get through the stuff in 10 minutes. The, the people who are slower, who need to be sort of brought along mm -hmm. more. That's kind of the top target audience. Oh, you, know? you hey, Jack. devil, you little Jack. weasel. Jack, I don't like what he's saying right now. I don't either. I don't, I don't like it one bit. I don't like uh, the tone, Luke. Yeah, um, Luke, look, look, just look. If you try and uh, if you try and even hint at promoting your podcast, which what's it called? The Titans Tuesday Toss-Up. All right, if you, you even know try the, the and Tuesday promote, Titans Toss-Up. Sometimes mm -hmm. I get the words out of order. Jeez, could you, why don't you add a few more words to it? <laughs> Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad yeah, exactly, Podcast. Exactly. My goodness. <laughs> All right, so Luke Worsham, don't you dare try and promote your, your uh, Terrible Tuesday Toss-Up Titans News Dump Tuesdays. You know, my favorite thing is when I'm doing a podcast or i'm on twitter or i'm doing the, the prime time or something and people start commenting luke worsham luke worsham luke worsham mm -hmm. i love it yeah. I, that's those, those, those are the tuppers coming in through strong luke worsham luke worsham speaking uh, of those speaking of those memories that you clearly hold so so close to your heart austin and i we want you to settle a debate we were having earlier in the podcast yeah okay? So whether or you whether or not you you know subscribe to what I'm about to say is is really irrelevant in in this matter. It, but it, most of what you say is irrelevant on this podcast. But what, what but what we were saying was you know that you've grown into such a great you know a, a great young man, and we felt like <laughs> we felt like that we in a way birthed you. Yeah, it, uh, look, Luke, it is no coincidence that you had your glow up after you started coming on this podcast. Okay? My glow up. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> when did that start? Look, it's it's like you know, it, it's it's like any any singer who like once they get signed to a record deal, all of a sudden they get like super hot. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. you, Luke. Like that you like if we go back to the our very first interview with you to where you're at right now. Totally different guy. You look more mature. You, same glasses. You've always had those. But like, exactly the same. But like you got you the five o'clock shadow. The hairs. The hair looks good. Like now, the, well, the five well o'clock shadow. The, the sort of the story behind that is I used to do a clean shave because you know me. I'm I'm a professional kind of guy, and you know right. that's the professional thing to do. But then Buck started calling me the baby faced assassin on the yeah. radio, and that was the other and thing I like. Too. I could grow like I could grow a full beard. I just don't. Right. And so I'm like, well, I got, I got to do something now. Cause when I grow a beard, it's red and I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. But when you first started coming on this podcast, you look six years old. Now, you, <laughs> now you look 12. So it's oh, great. But great. Back, back to where, older. back to where I was going. Yes. We, our, our debate, of course, was if in fact you were our, our son that we had given birth to, uh -huh. who would be the mother and who would be the father between Austin and I? Yeah. 
Uh, oh man what you got luke <laughs> not to put I you on the like, spot dude i feel like austin is just the epitome of that word dad right ah yeah <laughs> hell yeah he is because he i mean i literally am one yeah, yeah. True. he's got the resume yeah. right i'm, so I'm second, the mother second, so second time father if you count my my daughter so you you <laughs> came from luke. you came from me uh you were at one point in his womb. fetus inside of my womb <laughs> yeah yes. i suppose right. so and you 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 suckled at his teat all right luke no yeah luke was definitely wasn't breastfed yeah, all right, go on, okay so we're gonna we're gonna get this back on the tracks here let's talk some titans what do you say let's do um it. combine starts thursday yes I, I know you've been doing a lot of writing on the site right now i think you got some stuff coming out maybe it already came out at like 30 minutes ago i believe i saw it, you it, it did i had an editing mishap with the ttt so we had to pause some of the writing yeah. I understand how editing an eight-minute podcast can get in the way of things. It's, look, your time <laughs> is limited, and we we appreciate you even just taking the time for us this week, with, but, considering how long you've got to, in the editing room and just to record that eight to ten-minute podcast. With your error and check and make sure that everything's okay. Luke, what does a combine mean to you? I, I mean, we all kind of just sit around, mm -hmm. and it, maybe it's just a distraction to get towards free agency to, to move towards the draft. But are you a guy who buys into the combine and are looking at are looking at all these numbers and you know surveying all these different potential options the Titans will have in the draft? How how do you handle this this upcoming week? That's a great question because I think it's one that we all need to sort of think about and take stock of of what this is and what this does. If you had asked me at like age twelve, I would have said that this is when you figure out who's good and when you learn <laughs> that kind of thing. But when you ask me now. I think that more than anything, the combine should serve as a checkup. It, it, it No one should look at the combine and say, man, this dude ran that, this dude jumped that. Uh, we got to move him up our draft board. Rather, it's more to confirm what you've seen on the film. For example, if you see a guy who looks really, really fast and then he doesn't run that well, you say, did, did we miss something? I think that's more what the combine is for. For example, I think a great one is uh, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette tested terribly at the combine. And this guy looked like the second coming of Adrian Peterson at LSU. And the results of his NFL career have been more along the lines of what he tested at in the combine. And it probably should have caused the Jaguars to reconsider taking him in the top five. I think that is what the combine is for. It's a checkup. It's, it's to confirm what you've seen on film. You know, John Robinson every year, he'll say it in a few weeks, or maybe he'll say it this week. If he talks, he's going to say, you know, we want to draft good football players. And that sounds like a cliche. It sounds like coach speak, but it's really not because most teams don't do that. They draft like people who look good in shorts. Like they don't draft good football players. They draft athletes and the Titans don't do that. And there are other teams that don't either. And that's the approach you have to take is trust the film. So would you take more stock in kind of what they, what, you know, what these guys are, are doing at the combine, or do you think the Wonderlick score may, <laughs> may really reveal, you know, didn't, who's behind the mask, who's behind they, the football helmet for some of these guys? I thought they did away with that heading. They might have, they might have, but that's just show suit. Like we, the question still, still answer the question, Luke. Uh, the the the, <laughs> the 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 on field testing, not the Wonderlick. I well, mean, the wonder the Wonderlick. We we remember Vince Young. He posted a six, yeah. which at the time I mean, was the, take, like 
the SAT, have them take the LSAT, the law school entrance exam. Oh, I think that'd be fun. Dude, just, I, just they would do it. worse than that. I feel like. I feel well, like the one at least was like, it was like at least like, hey, if Bob has three apples and Megan has six, how many do they have together? You know, and then you. We had to take a test like that when I was in the sixth grade. You and took the Wonderlick in sixth grade. It was something kind of like that, where as a part of our standardized testing, it's like you know which of these circles forms the, you know, it was, it wasn't geometry. It was like logic questions. And I did horribly on that. And I, I turned out. Okay. So, so you took the wonder lick last year. <laughs> I neither took the wonder lick nor was it last year. Oh, all what right. was that uh, test called? It, it was, it was some, it was T cap or something. Oh, T cap. Oh, yeah. That's it. Anyone who grew up in Tennessee knows all about the damn TCAP tests. Oh my gosh. Or if we could have a, I've, I've given and actually did a speech one time on why standardized testing is, is garbage. Is, well, they don't, they don't grade you on how you do. So you could just, all you got to do is check all, all, all C's and then you get your goldfish and your apple juice and you move yeah. on happily. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Luke, do you want to give that speech here right now? No, I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. All right. Because we have a little bit more real estate than you do on your <laughs> eight to 10 minute podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Luke, I let me ask you this because I, I know when Jack was talking to you about coming on, uh, you said specifically uh, that the only thing like you really want to hit on when it comes to the combine is like specific players that the Titans are looking at. So why don't you go ahead and drop us your top four players uh, of the like Titans that are like targeting going into this uh, weekend at the combine? Who would even know that? They're probably not even targeting anybody. At this <laughs> no, point. no. Okay. I mean, I, I, they probably want a receiver. I would think that John. Okay, so who are your top four in that? best, best names? Best names. I yeah. At this point in early March, I am not the guy to talk to about draft stuff, and I'm willing to admit that. I admit that on the No Nonsense podcast. Like, I I am not draft guru. That is why I always have people that are much smarter than me come on my podcast. That's why during the draft, I'm constantly texting with uh, Justin Mello, who is former right. guest of this podcast. Right. That That is just not my territory. And I'll be prepared and I'll be equipped to talk about it. But in terms of, you know, breaking down the tape and that kind of, that's just not me. <laughs> that's not my wheelhouse. Can you, can you call yourself an NFL reporter if you haven't done at least one mock draft, I feel like that's the. Well, I'll do a mock draft, but what we do on it, we do this on no nonsense is we go through the round and we do what we would do. Like we don't do the prediction thing. Oh, and I think that's right. more fun. All right, jot that down, Austin. Let's steal that idea. Yeah, we're totally stealing that idea. We're, we're <laughs> do, which, which I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what the difference between Luke's mock draft is and a regular mock draft. Well, regular mock draft, you're predicting what you think the teams will do. And what do you do? this one, you're saying what you would do. What, if you were that team? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So if you're the Titans, and you you kind of just you know hinted at something here. If you were the Titans in your first round mock draft, yeah, yes. what would you what would you do, Luke? Which position group are they going to go after? Receiver. I mean, obviously, you know, it comes down to who's available and that that sort of thing. But if I have, you know, the player I want at every position, um, it's it's got to be receiver. I mean, unless there's some magical unicorn quarterback that's going to be there, because this team desperately needs receivers. Incidentally, we talked about that today on the the TTT. Um, and, and it only took a few minutes to do that. Um, 
But the TTT your podcast is that what is that when you keep saying TTT? Tuesday doesn't have it doesn't have the same. You got to call it Triple T. Yeah. Yeah, see, gotta, see, the people who listen to the Tuesday Titans toss-up, they, they would have gotten that by this point. They wouldn't I, have needed all of this. See, stuff. you're too young for the inside jokes and, the, and you know, all, all of this stuff, of the inside yeah. game. The TTT. But, the, I, had, I had a friend in kindergarten whose dad used to refer to as going potty as going TT, and that's all I can think oh, of. Oh, yeah, that's, that was my childhood, too. Going, mm-hmm. yeah, do you guys need to go TT? I bet it was. I bet it was your childhood. <laughs> you know, yeah. my uh, – my buddy Nick Lombardi that I used to work with at Titan Size years ago tweeted, I have it pulled up. He said, I try not to be overly mean-spirited toward Titans players. That being said, I'm going to throw up if I see Chester Rogers take another snap in a Titans uniform. Oh, my gosh. That's kind of – I'm. I, they got to find something else. If they're lining up in those three receiver sets with A.J. Brown, one-legged Julio Jones, and Chester Rogers, <laughs> like I don't know that who that is exactly intimidating. I don't gotta know. Find I, I, look, I, I agree in the sentiment, but I don't think I would throw up. I think I would just. Oh, no, up. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would be disappointed. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of throwing up. Uh, yeah. Last time I threw up was I had a pork sandwich in Williamsburg, Virginia. Not, not a good idea. <laughs> Dang. You should have gone to the Ridge, former sponsor. I shouldn't be giving them. Well, I mean, I should. They're a great sponsor, but they're not a sponsor anymore. <laughs> Yeah, Ridge, great no, pork. No free shout outs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you said receiver, right? That that's yeah. what, what Luke Worsham would do in the first round of the draft. Definitely. So if you if you go receiver in the first round, is this the year? Does John Robinson go back to the well? You know what I'm talking about. Offensive tackle. Do they? <laughs> is that how they address the the right tackle spot that will be? you know, unfilled, at least we assume so, with David Questenberry maybe not coming back next year. And again, the left tackle, I mean, it's time It's time for yeah. him to start thinking about, you know, life after Lawan. What the do you think about that? The offensive line stuff is the biggest domino with the Titans this offseason because, as we talked about today on the TTT, they're going to have to find at least one starter, right? Because Saffold's gone. I, I see very little chance that he's still around with the fact that he was hardly able to finish games throughout most of last season. Even I mean, after he, he, got, he got laid, right? He got yeah, laid at the end of the season. Luke, uh, that, yeah. That's a nice parting gift for him. Which, which we did, Luke, we did realize that here we were, we made this whole push to get Saffold laid. And then we remembered like literally the week before the Pro Bowl that the Pro Bowl is not even in Hawaii anymore. So what we were saying didn't even make sense. We got him, we got him laid probably. Yeah, we got him laid. Vegas, literally laid you can still get Vegas. laid in Vegas. Yeah, you get a different type of laid in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, which we did. We got um, him laid. That, but Saffold's probably gone. And even if you slot, if you're like, well, we'll play Raidens at left guard, even if the Titans say that. I think you got to do something with Quesenberry because he's not good. I mean, he, he wasn't a disaster, but he certainly wasn't like average. He was definitely below average, and there are lots of metrics to back that up. Um, they're going to have to find, at least, like I said, at least one starter, but then you have Ben Jones. What do you do with Lawan? the Quesenberry thing? I, I, at a certain point, you run out of resources to not get Tannehill killed next year. So, like – I'm all for clearing money and doing that, but and I think I would probably do the Saffold thing, but I'm hesitant to, you know, in this scenario, cut Lawan because I don't know that you're going to find someone, like I said, who's not going to get Tannehill killed to play that spot. 
Yeah, it would be difficult for them to start over at both tackle positions. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially in the you know after a year where Tannehill struggled with turnovers, and you kind of realize, hey, uh, you need more protection because in the first half of the season, Tannehill was on his back. He was one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. So this is a difficult problem to address. And you know the Kansas City Chiefs hit the lottery last year, but that is not you know the expectation when you have to reshuffle your O line. You know at least one, probably two different new members coming in. It's just, uh, you know, and, and maybe it's the PTSD from the Isaiah Wilson. You know, we're, we're still waiting to see what Raidens can do. But for him to do, for him to take an offensive tackle, for John Robinson, that is, and Mike Vrabel, because I, you know, I think that they collab on these decisions, yeah. to, go, to go tackle in the first round, I, you know, well, they better they get it take, right. And I, and I hate, I mean, you guys know I'm typically pretty cynical and I'm not trying to be here. But if you take a good one, one of the first two times, you don't have to do it a third time. And, and doesn't that add more pressure with this pick? You have to see results in year one if you go offensive tackle, especially over positions of need, like wide receiver with a guy like Julio Jones who can't stay healthy. And at tight end, after you're losing all three of your tight ends probably through free agency. Yeah. I mean, I, I like John Robinson a lot. I think he's a great – so many people think if you criticize someone, it means you want them fired. Like – I think John Robinson's a fine general manager. Well, Very good. That, that's that's because a lot of people, when they criticize someone, a lot of times <laughs> they want them fired. And it's like there's no in-between ground. Like it's uh, but but yeah, for like for people, whenever you criticize John Robinson, yeah. you're not saying you want him fired. And my, my criticism of his is I think the first round has been a big blind spot of his career. I think he has yeah. two hits, Jeffrey Simmons and Corey Davis. Or excuse me, not that's a no, Jeffrey Simmons and Jack Conklin. Corey Davis is not a hit. Um, <laughs> or Dory Jackson for that matter. No, yeah, but you know, Jack Conklin was an all pro, Jeffrey Simmons, pro bowler, really, really good player. But like, it's kind of a whole lot of nothing. Like, got three decent years out of a Dory Jackson in a bad year. Corey Davis was never anything more than a number two receiver, and he was a top five pick. I don't need to explain the lazy panda stuff. Um, Rashad Evans was a bad pick, like, and and Last year, Caleb Farley, the jury's still out. And then in the second round, he drafts a tackle or guard, whatever, that <laughs> only played because two guys got COVID in the same week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, if um, so, All right, so let me ask you this, Luke. And this is kind of a question we knocked around with uh, Joe Rexroad last week. Um, <laughs> but putting yourself back in those JR shoes, yeah. Um, you know, the man that you want fired, uh, <laughs> I, where, what would you do if w- rank these in order of importance for you? Okay. Signing Harold Landry. All right. Or I should say re-signing Harold Landry, yeah. re-signing Ben Jones uh-huh. or signing a tight end. And before you answer, we talked about the tight ends, you know, Omar Kelly referenced Mike Gusecki potentially being a Titan. Right. Um, uh, you know, there, there's been talks. Rhett Bryan, I know, likes David Njoku. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Mello in a story floated O.J. Howard. There's plenty of tight ends. It's obviously one of the weaker links on offense. Yeah. Where this, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to do it in the order you gave it to me. Landry Jones. Interesting. Uh, tight must end. have listened to the Rex Road podcast and you're just completely uh, cheating off his paper. <laughs> they got to get a tight end. I think they're going to do it through the draft. And I think you sign one, too. I just don't think you break the bank. I don't like David Njoku very much. I really don't like – none of these guys are very exciting. Like, the reason that they, that 
certainly O.J. Howard, I would classify as a bust. He was a first-round draft pick, and everyone thought he was the next great thing. And right. he was like a number four tight end, number three yeah. tight end in Tampa. Now, granted, he was playing behind yeah. at least one Hall of Famer and Rob Gronkowski, but even before that, it's not like he was mm-hmm. doing Second worst career by a guy named O.J. No, oh, well, I mean, the other O.J., he's in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? O.J. Howard, only yeah. only man to rush for 2,000 yards in a 14-game season. Well, that would be O.J. Simpson, but yes, OJ we, Simpson, we're on the same page. So, right. so both of them killed their careers. Push back on your list here. If re-signing Harold Landry's at the top, and Rex yeah. Road brought this up last week, I think it's a great point. Do you worry about having too much money tied up in your defensive line? No. With Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons due for an extension here pretty soon. And now, of course, Harold Landry, who's going to be pushing $20 million Here's a why. year. Here's why I don't care about that. In the NFL – as time passes for a team, different position groups are going to fluctuate in their costs. And here's a great, great example. A few years ago, the Titans had a ton of money tied up in their secondary because they were paying big money to Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan, and Kevin Byard. A couple of years later, that's not the case anymore because they've gotten – and even a Dory Jackson was probably making five, six million. And now it's not the case anymore. They've got Amani Hooker for very cheap. And they've got a bunch of young players and Kevin Byer. They're going to cut Jack Rabbit Jenkins. Um, and so now more of that money is tied up in the defensive front than it was before. And, and that's just kind of how it works. And right now, um, well, the receiver is probably going to stay expensive because Julio will go and A.J. Brown will get that money and and probably more. But you get what I'm saying. It, it, it fluctuates. And I just don't – I don't really care about – spending too much money in one position, especially like you got to keep that defensive front together. It took them four years of Mike Vrabel being here to have a good pass rush. It it went back and forth from average to disastrous for the first three years. And I just think you want to keep that together, especially with the value that Landry has to this team specifically. Uh, yeah, I don't see any problem with that answer. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And, you know, what I said to Rex Road was, who knows if Bud Dupree can be the guy, right? Because in Pittsburgh, he had TJ Watt on, on the opposite side of him. This year, obviously, uh-huh. injuries kind of got in the way. The, the, the abdominal injury as well as coming into the season, uh, recovering from a torn ACL. He, he was a disruptor, right? But when we talk about disruptors, that kind of irks me because that was the adjective used to describe Judavian Clowney. And I know that Clowney and Dupree are not the same guy. But for me, I gotta see. I need sacks over disruptions. I know that disruptions are great, and oh, Bud I'm Dupree with- had Bud Dupree's biggest disruption was probably the pick six that Carson Wentz threw to Elijah Molden, uh, you know, uh, on the doorstep uh, towards the end of regulation in that Colts game early on in the season. But I, I just need to see, and you know, Bud Dupree. I know he's I know he's capable of it, and he's getting paid to do it. But I just need to see a year of just you know, Pro Bowl caliber production before I can trust him to kind of hold that side down while also, you know, maybe promoting Rashad Weaver who broke his leg last year and is one another one of those draft picks that we're still waiting to see, you know, if they're going to pan out or not. Yeah, I think a defensive a defensive end group that begins with Bud Dupree and Rashad Weaver is not, not what you want when you can have Harold Landry. Mm-hmm. Luke, uh, here's a very Titans question for you. Um, how would you fix the Major League Baseball lockout? You have to get rid of Rob Manfred first. <laughs> All right. Damn All right. right. Good answer. 
Family Feud. Good answer. Good answer. Survey <laughs> says yes. Number one answer on the board. It's just um, so disappointing. There's so many things that Major League Baseball does wrong, and it doesn't make any sense that the NFL right. is just so natural and thoughtless about that MLB Ooh. makes so difficult. <laughs> the NFL, the NFL, at least like they obviously like they do everything right in terms of like PR. And I mean, it is like, it is the most popular sport in the NFL or in the country right now, but they do things. They, they only play into that and they don't do anything like baseball is doing right now, shooting themselves in their foot where mm -hmm. the owners are putting their greed ahead of the actual product that makes them that money. Yeah. And they're not, they have no self-awareness whatsoever to where like when the NFL has labor negotiations, which do come up every so many years, they never once have to, uh, they never once even get to the point where they could cancel games. Now, granted, look, the NFL season's much shorter in terms of length of months, I guess, than, than baseball is. But if there was a, you know, if the CBA in football was, was up this year, they would probably start negotiating almost immediately and they wouldn't wait the 90 days. Yeah. to start negotiating and roger goodell is not canceling any games he's adding the games in a yeah, much yeah, more right. difficult yeah. if anything, sport. If anything they're going the opposite direction as baseball <laughs> and roger goodell caught a lot of heat early in his career as a, uh, a commissioner but i think now looking at what he's done and their criticisms certainly i think one you would point to, to is the lack of minority head coaches um but he's done a lot of good for the game of football you have to give him some credit for that all right, just be careful not to go on one of your racist rants, okay? <laughs> I think that was that was the opposite of the racist rant, I believe. Last, uh, we last know question when you bring up me. minority head coaches where you're going with it, Luke. <laughs> last question for me, Luke. You going to watch any of the USFL? We don't have Major League Baseball on TV, and Jeff Ooh. Fisher's back coaching. You going to yeah, be you doing it? You should host a USFL TTT podcast. There's probably zero chance of that happening. Zero? I will. I will say my uh, one thing I like that is I uh, I'm one of the few the proud that covered an AAF game. The oh, year that was, was, it, was, it was it the Memphis Express Zach Mettenberger's team? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wow. talked to him after the game in a locker room. Was, was uh, Trent Richardson on that team? I think he was Birmingham. No, he was not. Oh, he, yeah, you know he was the Birmingham was, Irons. Was you know who started at running back for them and and scored their first touchdown? Bishop Sankey. No, I was gonna say it was Zach Stacy. Zach Stacy. Yeah. Oh, big whoa. yikes! Yeah. Oh, yikes! Zach, do whatever happened with Zach Stacy? Well, we don't have to. We don't have to. That. <laughs> I mean, can, did he uh, get like? Did he got arrested? Right? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. I I assume so. I mean, gosh, you guys didn't see that video, did you? No, we yeah, saw it. We unfortunately. Saw it. Oh my gosh! I that's I, I've I, never I, seen I, anything as shocking as that. Like I get scared. I, I always thought Joe Mixon was gonna be the sh most shocking thing I ever saw, and then. Right, I Ray Lou or uh, Ray Rice for me. Oh, I thought that yeah. was going to be. Oh, anyway, uh, not to get us onto the topic of so the USFL needs to give Zach Mettenberger a call. I'm sure you know. Although he did just get the Butch Jones role at Alabama, where it's just the the analysts, aka the guy who cleans Nick Saban's windshield when <laughs> uh, when it gets when uh, pollen starts coming down from the trees out in Alabama. That was a great episode when he was on this show. Yeah, I miss it. Uh, but Austin, when you told him the thing about you know, Ken Wisenhunt's the only dad that wants his daughter to date a loser, I was, just, oh, I was that was that was tough. I it, and Jack says it didn't, but 
I was sweating through my clothes of how uh, of how nervous and anxious I was is, for that. Is response. that interview on YouTube? The Zach yeah. Burger? Yeah, that's where I, I watched it. Is. Yeah. Okay, because and and Jack says it he he didn't, but I swear to you, his whole like body language changed after I read that. Tweet. I was so nervous. I was it was so great. He ended with that though. That's like Big J school stuff. He's, you end he, with the. I know. I should have. I know. I did end with it because I was. I think because I was so nervous. I I was so scared because I was like. <laughs> he was going back and forth before the interview on whether or not he should ask it. He ran it by me, and I was like, I don't know, man. And and, and I was I was like feeling him out. I was like seeing how self aware he was during the interview. And to his credit. Look, I have my respect for Zach Mentberger went up tenfold after that interview. I, I, I always kind of hated him and just kind of bashed him because he was a terrible quarterback for the Titans. And so roll tide, mother effer. That was yeah, all right. <laughs> and then and then I asked him that question and I was like, oh damn, like I was like, you know, like he played ball to his credit, but mm. I did kind of and maybe this is just me reading too much into it, but I felt like after I read that, read that tweet to him, he was just like. Uh, all right. Thanks for having me on guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe we'll do, you know, if we have another week as dry as this, we do a best of where we play, you know, three solid interviews we've had yeah. in the past. Yeah. Menberger would be a good one to do. It yeah. With. Yeah. And you can go back and play our first one back when my glow up began. Yeah. I was going to say, I like the idea of a uh, best of episode just so we can take a week off. Mm -hmm. Like, well, you take weeks off left well, and right. I was gonna say, as if we're acting like this week isn't a week off, we're literally just like we're throwing out the format, we're bringing Luke on, like without even an intro and everything. Like, the funny thing about best of and the radio world is it is rarely actually the best of. Oh, it's never the best. You as tune in, and it's like, like yeah, welcome into this best of, of yeah, as a so former producer sports, of local sports talk sports radio. Shows. We've, yeah, we're I can, gonna play I can, a special. We're gonna play a special one right now because a few weeks ago, uh, B Bucky Travis from from uh, Pulaski came on to yeah. talk about the local high school team that, that's three and six right now. We're gonna <laughs> play that for you. Yeah, and because like they maybe laughed in the interview once and they thought it was like so. <laughs> and there he goes. He freezes one it last freezes time. <laughs> well, Luke, I know he's gonna say it, but. We love having you on. We're so happy uh, oh, with, with this glow up of yours. And, that, <laughs> and here's Austin. He returns now. But um, stay stay on. available this offseason because we're going to give you another call. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. When can I catch best of Melissa and Austin in the mornings? Oh, that it's every morning. Every, <laughs> every new every episode is a best of because it is just our best content every single day. Fantastic. That's all it is. You know, it is. Uh, I, I love I love when sports talk radio hosts laugh in a segment and they think because they're laughing, it's like a great segment. <laughs> you, you get that so much in sports talk radio. They're like, oh man, isn't this fun? We're having fun. <laughs> you know, like, oh, shut up. Like, oh, sports talk. I feel like we do that sometimes though, too, though. You know, oh, that's, for that's sure. kind of a glass uh, throwing rocks in a glass. Yes, but this is actually funny. Yeah, but oh, we will, it will, and we'll admit it when it's just Jack and I having fun, knowing full well that the audience. <laughs> that no one else is. Yeah, we will straight up, we'll be the first ones to admit that. All right, Luke, we love you, dude. Thank you so much, man. Uh, follow him on Twitter at, is it just Luke Worsham? Luke underscore. Oh, Luke underscore Worsham. Uh, so Luke underscore Worsham. 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 Luke under there are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Shout out to Luke Worsham. Love that dude.
um, even though he is now our new competitor in the terms of uh, podcasting fields. Um, this would be like ESPN dropping a uh, new show called. Um, well, it's what it is. It's like how you know how they have the Monday night football cast and then they did the Manning cast this year. Yeah. Yes. 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 It's like if the Manning cast only did the first quarter of the game. That's what right. Luke Worsham's doing. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. We would be the Manning cast because we're the more entertaining, right? God, <laughs> uh, yeah. The other the crew just stinks. Lewis Riddick. Luke, I love Lewis Riddick, but the other Luke guys. Luke Worsham stink. is the Steve Levy of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's not. A, that's not a shot. I mean, Steve Levy's great, but yeah. if you if you had your choice between Steve Levy and Peyton and Eli. Which who's the Peyton and Eli in our relationship? That's what we should have asked. I, I'll be the Eli, Ole Miss guy. I mean, oh, it, it's easy enough. Good, and good. we all know Peyton. my relationship with give the Tennessee volunteers. The more charismatic and funnier of the two brothers, uh, for sure. Okay. Um, hey, so look, we don't often divulge into serious topics. In fact, dare I say, we never divulge into serious topics. But obviously, like right now in the world, it's kind of messed up with um, everything that's going on with between Ukraine and Russia. And uh, it's, it's scary times. It's, it's weird times. It's difficult times. But the reason we bring this up because um, not just because we're looking for content to talk about, but because it hits home close to home for Titans fans specifically. And Jack, there is a Titans fan in who lives in Ukraine. First of all, shout out to him because Hashtag, we talk about all the time, hashtag grow the fan base. <laughs> he is legitimately doing his part by growing the fan base in Ukraine. If we're in Ukraine, we're just about everywhere. Right, right. We need to get him listening to this podcast, subscribe to this podcast. But uh, but he is, he's been kind of chronologically uh, updating the world through Twitter about his his status and his whereabouts and what's going on in his life as his country they want his home is being attacked. Yeah. So I, I spoke with him over direct message on Twitter um, earlier today because, you know, I, I'd seen his tweets and I'd been following along. And it was actually Mr. Combos, one of our favorite listeners. Yes. Who, love um, you, Mr. Combos. Who, who pointed me in the direction of this guy's GoFundMe. So what, what's happening is Eddie O'Reilly is his name. You can follow him on Twitter at Eddie underscore O'Reilly. Um, that's O'Reilly with one L. He's a Titans fan who lives in Ukraine, and he's got a family. He's got a, a few kids, and he was able, thankfully, to flee Ukraine. Now, he's not been, you know, he's been very revealing in, in kind of what the journey's been like, you know, what it's like evacuating Ukraine, going to another place. But uh, he's, he's kind of trying to keep it under wraps, it looks like at least. I don't know. But he, he, it looks like he's kind of trying to keep it under wraps where he's headed, where his next spot's going to be. Sure. Obviously, you know, there's yeah. – yeah, you know, over there, you you kind of got to keep a low profile. But it, it's got to be one of the scariest things in the world. Think about like just having to pack up everything, and not not everything, actually, just the things that you can carry, uh, pack it all up, and flee your home, not knowing if it will be there when you get back. So Eddie O'Reilly, one of his most recent updates, he said that they left the border town, and I hope I say this right, Susiava, and are headed to Bucharest. So where we will spend his birthday um, oh, or one of his kids' birthday. Uh, let's geez, see. Happy birthday, man. But, but anyways, after that, he's headed to Germany. You know why? 
because the people who run German Titans EV, the official Titans fan club from Germany on Twitter. Hell yeah. Hashtag grow the fan base. Are going to take him in. So Titans are not only Titans fans, not only in Ukraine, but they're helping this guy out in Germany now, giving him and his family a place to stay for, you know, however long it may be. You can keep, you can, he's very good about updating. He'll send eight, nine, 10 tweets a day out to kind yeah. of let everyone know his situation because Titans fans are concerned. And we've seen this with the tornadoes that have came, that have come through Nashville and, and, you know, the, even the ones that went up and got Kentucky um, just, just whenever disaster seems to strike Titans fans find a way to rally around each other yeah. and, you know, just help each other out in times of need. Combos was telling me a story about, you know, how, when his dad passed away, it was really the Titans fan base that, that, you know, you know, he could tell, you know, brought him a little closer to everyone involved. And yeah. I think that's what, that's what everyone does just by being out in the community, helping each other out when you need it. And obviously starting a GoFundMe for Eddie O'Reilly and his family, who I'm sure left tons behind. I mean, they left their whole lives behind in yeah. Ukraine. And they're still trying to figure out, you know, how this journey is going to come to an end for them. But Mr. Combos was nice enough to send me the the GoFundMe. And, and let me see if I can find it. Uh, I believe it was a Venmo. But as soon as I find that, I'll let you guys know. We, we can tweet it out from the podcast. Yeah. So definitely. if you guys want to, if you guys want to send, you know, a couple dollars, you don't have to. I mean, it's up to you how much you want to send Eddie O'Reilly and his family. But you know, we're going to put that out there, give you guys the option because we are in the business of helping Titans fans whenever they need it. Definitely. This is obviously an extreme situation um, where he's had to, had to flee his home. I mean, I yeah. couldn't imagine that having to, li- you know, literally just leave what, everything that I know in Nashville. And he mentioned, you know, part of his journey because the, the vans and the trucks and whatever are transporting these people, they can't drive over the border in some of these countries. So the last one of the one of the updates from a couple of days ago, he had to walk four hours Jeez. across the border, and I think it was to Romania. Oh um, but I like mean, that, just like that, he's that is going insane. through. That he is and, insane. Him and his family—they're staying strong. They're going through this thing with the help of you know, Titans fans all over the place. We and see the guys in Germany too. And, and all like not just by himself, kids. but with kids, multiple kids. Like that is. And we're gonna try and see if he wants to come on sometime soon. You yeah, know, obviously definitely. things are things are very busy with him, and you know, sure. I, I told him, you know, whenever the dust settles, uh, we'd love to talk to you for a few minutes just to get your perspective on everything, see what's happened, and you know, I'd tell, love to hear. Yeah, I'd love tell to hear the, story. tell the triumphs of the Titans fans that have helped him out along the way. I think people definitely. would really love to hear that, but you know, that's for a later time. We're not going to rush that. There's bigger things at play for him and his family, but we're going to put that GoFundMe or the Venmo link, whatever it is, on the Titans uh, Titan Up Podcast Twitter. So be on the lookout for that if you want to help out absolutely do it um and obviously we're going to be thinking about eddie o'reilly and his family as they are continuing along this journey definitely we talk all the time about how we have developed uh, a community amongst the fans of of this podcast um titans fans that you know that the community we built among this this podcast and how strong it is well that's just the titans fans that listen to this podcast the titans fans as a whole as you said jack are even you know, are so immensely, it is a community. It really is. And that has been evident through the hardships that not just like, not just like, like the ones that we all go through when the tornado hits Nashville, and we all get hit that when the tornado uh, rips through uh, Kentucky and they all get hit. Like it's, it, it's even as little of times of like, remember the, uh, the one Titans fan who, 
who lost his home was evicted from his home. And Amy Adams Strunk, of all people, came to his aid to help pay for his rent to 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 buy him another month uh, mm-hmm. uh, of living. Like that, like stories like that are are countless within our fan base. And I just think it's tremendous. And the one thing that brings us together are the guys that wear two-tone blue every Sunday. Like to the fact that we can all kind of unite under that umbrella is just phenomenal. And, and that's one of the reasons why Jack and I are so appreciative of, of the, the fan, the, the community that we're we've built and that we're building with this podcast. And uh, we hope that we, we only want to make it stronger and, and grow it. So when things like this happen, when life happens, really, we can come to the aid, even, and I'm not even going to put what Eddie O'Reilly is going through as categorize it as life when the extremes happen. Cause that's what he's going through right now. The absolute extreme, the unimaginable, mm-hmm. unimaginable. That is what he's going through. When those things happen, that's when we as a community really step up and I love to see it. And so shout out to all the Titans fans who have helped in any way possible. Every little bit helps. And, and it's a scary thing what he's going through, but I, I know that, I'm sure it helps him knowing that he's got this whole community of Titans fans behind him and having his back, um, helping in any way they can. Even even the ones in Germany take it. Yeah, take Germany. It. Can you believe like, that? I just mean, incredible. It's it's the 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 reach that the Tennessee Titans have is beyond our all of our imaginations. I think yeah. it's much greater than we all realize, especially in situations like this where you you're you're thinking to yourself, he's a Titans fan. Living in Ukraine? Yeah. I, yeah. There's Titans fans in Germany. I know that they're playing a game over there this year with the Buccaneers. But it, 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 it's our team. We're represented all, in all of these different countries. That's what makes the Titans fan base so great. That and the fact that everyone's willing to help out at the drop of a hat. I love the Titans fan base for it. Don't change, guys. We're, we've got something great. Um, the, the This week, they, there was all speaking of the NFL just in, in Europe, I guess. Uh, five NFL teams will play the international games that were announced this week um, in three countries. The Arizona Cardinals will play the NFL's first game in Mexico since 2019. Shout out Shakira for uh, the Shakira concert that moved that one Mexico City game to Los Angeles. <laughs> because the field was ripped up, wasn't the it? The field was completely ripped up to, thanks to uh, her hips. Like they asked her hips, did you do this? And, and they said, yes. You know why? Cause her hips don't lie. Uh, <laughs> sorry. That was so dumb. The, and then the Packers uh, will be joined by the Jaguars and saints in playing games in the UK and the bucks will play in Germany. So here's my, here's my initial thoughts on this. Yeah. The teams that you just listed, run them through, run them through one more time. So uh, Germany will be uh, the bucks will be playing in Germany. So the, bucks. the Cardinals will be playing in Mexico city. Mm-hmm. And the Packers, Saints, and Jaguars will all be playing in London with the Packers and Saints playing in uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and Jacksonville Jaguars playing in Wembley. So this could easily result in a situation where the Bucks are starting a loser at quarterback. The Jaguars are <laughs> full of losers. Yeah. The Packers are starting Jordan Love. Who knows what's going to go on with Kyler Murray and his, uh, and his issues. Uh, wanting to get paid uh, in Mexico city. I mean, as long as the MLV is locked out, I think the Cardinals will be okay. But, and then the saints, I mean, they may be starting James, James Winston, Taysom Hill, who knows? It's, it's just interesting to me. If Rogers moves, 
Yeah. The, these teams in Europe and Mexico and Germany, they're not going to see, you know, the best that the NFL has to offer. If I'm yeah. Goodell, I want to put some of these badass Super Bowl contending teams over there. <laughs> that would help grow the game. They're going to go over there, you know, and see Trevor Lawrence get sacked 11 times and be like, this sucks. Right. I hate American football. Right. Think about how disappointed uh, the British people are going to be when they realize Kevin James isn't the head coach of the Saints. <laughs> That's great. Beautiful. The, uh, yeah. So the interesting <laughs> stuff there. Um, I don't know. The Titans do play the Packers, right? And yeah. They they're going to be play, playing the Packers. They they play the Packers. They play the Jags. They play the Jags and uh, they play the Bucks. Do right? they play did the Bucks? Bucks? Did the Bucks win the South or win the, yeah, AFC South? Yes. NFC South, I mean. Yes. Yeah. So they play the Bucks and then do they, and did the, the Cardinals didn't win the West, did they? Or did no, they? the card the Cardinals were uh, you know they got eliminated on wild card weekend by the Rams. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, I think it was did the Niners end up winning that division? Who won the West? Oh my gosh, this is really good podcasting right here. I think I think the Rams ended up w- that winning. That should be a segment. Division. Just guess who won which division, uh, and then we'll just make it a whole new segment. But uh, regardless, so the, the Rams Titans won played. the division. Yeah. So there is there there's a chance that the Titans technically could play overseas, right? And yes, the Titans. I know, like after you play overseas, unless you're a team like the Jaguars who plays overseas every year. Uh, once you play, it's kind of like when you get hard knocks, like you have to wait a number of years before you're eligible to play Mm -hmm. again. The Titans are eligible. The Titans are eligible to go overseas. So there's a chance the Titans could be playing in London, London, or no, London, Germany, or Mexico. I don't know that they play the Cardinals. I don't think they play the Cardinals next year. They played them this year, but London and London and Germany, Germany. I would imagine would be in play if the Bucks are on the schedule. Um, but yeah, the last time the Titans were overseas, it was that 2018 game in London. You were there. Uh, I was there. I was there. And it was the, that way. And you know what? And you know what? And look, not to bring up like fresh wounds, not to rip (laughs) open the scabs of Titans fans, but that game came down to a questionable two point conversion by Mike Vrabel. He elected to go for two and the win at the end when literally the Titans had all the momentum and they did not get the two-point conversion. They did not run it to Derrick Henry. They threw a slant a slant pass with Marcus Mariota. This was against uh, Philip Rivers and the Chargers. Philip Rivers and the and the Los Angeles Chargers and uh, when they were still playing in Carson, California. And yeah, and it was so frustrating. I remember leaving it because if they would have just kicked the extra point, it would have gone to overtime. And the Titans, no doubt, even, even if they didn't get the ball first, they would have won in overtime just with the way their defense was playing and with the way that their offense was playing. They couldn't be stopped in the second half and their defense, the, the Chargers did nothing in the second half offensively. So the Titans defense was playing. I, I Looking back game, on that, that was Vrabel's first year. And I think he wanted to set an aggressive mentality for the Titans. Sure. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that was a situation where he kind of, uh, you know, s- stepped a little too far over, uh, you know, on the other side, but it, it was a call. I remember I liked the idea at the time because it's in London. Get the hell out as soon as you can. Nobody wants to stick around for overtime <laughs> in London, but you know, I, I, th- I thought it was a bold move because I believe the Titans had a, a goal line stand in that game as well. Yeah. Um, that put them in position to, to even take that to overtime. I, I remember I, I got there. I got out of there as quick as I could. 
I went to London for less than 72 hours, which I do not recommend. <laughs> I, if you're going to go to London, make a week of it, do it, uh, do like a full week. Don't do it. Don't try and like fly there on a Thursday night, like I did and come back on a Monday morning. Uh, it, that was, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. London is awesome. And it was the first time I had ever been to Europe. I think it was, might've been the first time I've ever left the country. No. Oh, oh, here's another thing. The queen's dead. Is the queen dead or is she not dead? Ooh, that's a good question. In fact, let's make that the homework for Tuppers this week. All right, Tuppers. Is the queen dead and was the cause of death the Jaguars playing one home game a year in London? Yes. I think think it's fair to ask. Look, the Jaguars have killed a lot of careers. I think the queen might be one of them. This could be the biggest upset in franchise history if the Jacksonville Jaguars took down the queen. Look, I would not be surprised. I I wouldn't be surprised if Urban Meyer – tried grinding with the queen when they <laughs> he, were in London. She's, was she 99 years old? So that would make her what? Uh, 81 years out of his range. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he's shooting for much, much younger. Oh, uh, she, she, yeah, she does not quite meet the college co-ed demo anymore. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get some, uh, remember the Titan on the way out the door. Jack, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? I'll go first this week. All right. I'm going by a guy, great, this guy's got a great name. I mean, when I'm talking great Titans names, you got to start with this guy. Okay. His name, Rich Gardner. (laughs) Which seems like an an oxymoron, right? Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Rich Gardner. Rich Gardner didn't spend a whole lot of time in the NFL. And by the way, you can make some good money in gardening. I'm not going to let that you? I. I sure. mean, I, look, I'm naive, hand raised. I maybe you, maybe Rich Gardner is a real thing, but I've never heard of one. I just don't know that Rich Gardner was one. I, ironically, um, you know, he he played on grass. Uh, that's not ironic. All right, let's move on. Anyway, Rich <laughs> I, Gardner I working though. I look, Jack. I see you working, and I respect this is that that's my smooth brain towards the end of the podcast. Rich Gardner was taken in the third round, 92nd overall, by the Tennessee Titans in the 2004 NFL Draft. He played his college ball at Penn State. He was a defensive back for the Titans, and he, he spent two seasons in Tennessee, didn't play in a whole bunch of games, started one game his whole career, was in the NFL for three years. and in, in his third year, he played for Seattle, only played in one game. So really it was just two years with the Titans for Rich Gardner. He had one interception. I'm going to ask you to guess the quarterback that Rich Gardner picked off. Ooh, I love Here, this game. Here's what I'll give you. Divisional rival, 2004. 2004. Okay. So it was, and if you're, the, and if you're wondering if it's the team that you think it is, the answer is yes. <laughs> but what team do I think it is? That's the question. Um, Peyton Manning. Oh, no. We're Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll narrow it. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, 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 Rodney Pete. Rodney Pete is incorrect. It was David Gerard. David Gerard. Gerard. Yep. David Gerard. Okay. We heard it. No, you, you, you get credit. You got okay. it before I can get it all out. All right. David Gerard. He picked David Gerard off and ran the interception back for negative one yards. Uh, a, a highlight in Rich Gardner's career. Rich Gardner, actually, you know, we've got a current update. At least in 2017, we have one. Rich Gardner currently lives in Gary, Indiana with his wife hey. and children. He founded a nonprofit with his wife called Maroon Village where they work with student athletes building resilience on and off the playing field through performance training and practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. Hey, look at Rich Gardner getting out in the community, making a difference. Fun fact, Gary, Indiana, 
in US 99's listenership. So if he turned his radio to 99.5 every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m., he'd be able to hear Melissa and Austin every morning. Yeah, so okay. any of you guys that are in in Gary, Indiana, you know you now know who to listen to in the mornings. Yeah, nine, hey, nine yeah, there you go. So, uh, hey, Rich Gardner, why don't you tune us in, buddy? Uh, <laughs> look, we he's probably you. too busy. He's probably on his yoga mat by the time you're on. Probably, or he's, uh, or he's, uh, uh, <laughs> or he's, he's planting some azaleas. <laughs> yeah, he could be landscaping uh, his, his his front yard. I'm sure, but yeah, Rich Gardner. Remember that Titan, Rich Gardner, uh, former Penn Stater too, as well. I remember, mm -hmm. I remember the Rich Gardner days. Um, all right, Jack, my remember the Titan is again another Titan that I do not remember. A guy by the name of Kenneth Dwone Hicks. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's D W O N E. So Dwone. Yeah, it would. D W O N E. Dwone. Dwone. It's not Dwan. I've D never Dwone? heard Dwan. Dwani, Dwani. I don't know. Dwone, I, I feel like it's the best guess. It's, I it's honestly like guessing wish, C on a test. I wish he would go by just Kenneth. So then we know. But uh, on the Titans roster, he's listed as Dwoni Hicks. So uh, we know he goes by his middle name. He is a former running back in the NFL, signed by the Titans as an undrafted free agent in 2003. And was also a member, uh, practice squad member of the Chicago Bears. Again, another Titans, Nashville, Chicago connection. You see where I'm going with mm -hmm. this? Uh, and he played college football at Middle Tennessee State University. So I know there's some Blue Raiders out there that listen to this podcast. And I know you guys remember Kenneth Duone slash Duone slash Duan. Uh, Hicks out there like what how do you pronounce it please let us know that's your other homework along is the with, queen dead how do you pronounce Dwone Hicks right is the queen dead and how do you pronounce Dwone uh he is a two-time first team all Sunbelt player in 2001 and 2002 and he was Sunbelt offensive player of the year in 2003 not to brag he is currently and this is Wikipedia so this could be this information could be like five years old but he is currently an assistant football coach at Wilson Central High School in Lebanon, Tennessee. Oh, all right. Now we're talking. Yeah. How about that? Shout, shout out to all of my uh, sports talk radio hosts that love high school football. That's uh, like like Luke referenced earlier in this episode. Um, I'm sure they love that idea. So uh, I don't uh, I don't know much about his playing days, mainly because on his Wikipedia page, his sections, the sections include Early years, college career, see also, and references. That's it. That's every section of his Wikipedia. There's no section. This man played in the NFL for an entire season, and there's no section. He played in three NFL games, and oh, this is bad. Okay, so he was a running back, right? Mm -hmm. He played in three NFL games. He has zero rushing yards, but he does have two tackles. <laughs> Oh no, that's never a good stat. To that's have either special back. teams or making up for somebody's mistake. Right, it has position. to be special teams, right? Yeah, you'd think. Can't, but, like, I mean, with the Titans quarterbacks back then, you never know. It just so happens to be like you're on the field when the quarterback throws interceptions. <laughs> yeah, that would be too much of a coincidence, wouldn't it? Be like third down back, like the quarterback only throws interceptions on third downs. <laughs> it's like, damn it, dude. Like, I, I have more tackles than I have rushing like, yards. Stop putting this guy in. Every time he's in, I throw a pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, born in Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. D- Kenneth Dewan, Dwayne, Dwani, Dwan. I, and I apologize. I don't, I don't mean any disrespect out of this. I legitimately don't know. And I don't want to do him wrong by pronouncing it wrong. So I'm pronouncing it every way I think it possibly could be pronounced. Uh, just to uh, to do right by, um, let's just call him Kenneth Hicks. Uh, all right, so that's going to do it for uh, this week's episode. Guys, uh, shout out to, again, we, we talked about it in the cold open, but uh, shout out to the A to Z guys. Man, they're uh, continuing to grow this whole beast, this behemoth known as A to Z sports, entering five new markets, Chicago, Green Bay, uh, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, I'm going to try and name them off of memory right now. I'm not reading anything. Cincinnati and that's five. You got five. That's that's and that's fall five mm-hmm. to pair with Kansas City, Dallas, and Nashville that they are already in. Um a lot of growth. Yeah, a lot of growth. Eight, what is that? Eight new or eight cities total now. We've got a lot of talented riders as Austin. We wait for Austin to get back uh from, yeah. from his yeah, it's freeze. like a mini. Mini SB Nation on the rise, which is yeah. Cool. Oh, well, um, did I just I just froze? Yeah, you froze. Ah, oh, jeez. All right, am I back now? You're back. I don't know what's going on with my internet connection, but uh, it's like a mini uh, A to Z Sports, the new SB Nation. People are asking. People <laughs> are asking. I'm yeah, you, it could be. They're but growing hey. market by market, and it's it's a big thing. So make sure you're following at A to Z Sports on all of the socials, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. You can watch our Luke Worsham interview there. I don't, you know, if you want to see his glow up in person, A to Z Sports YouTube page. We'll have the interview up there for you. You can follow us on Twitter at Tighten Up Pod, where we will tweet out the link uh, to help out. Um, to help out Eddie O'Reilly and um and then also you can follow us on Instagram we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll also post it there as well so that is tighten up podcast and then of course follow my guy Jack Gentry on Twitter at Jack A Gentry you can follow myself at Austin Huff Jack you got anything for the road no, I wish I did. Um, but actually, we're gonna we're gonna make sure we get that GoFundMe or Venmo link, whatever it is, out there on the podcast Twitter. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and you know, really, all I've got is you know, you should be thinking about Eddie O'Reilly this week. You know, gonna really be keeping him you know close to my thoughts. And uh, you know, uh, I think we're all pulling for him definitely along this this tough tough road he's he's traveling with his family. Definitely, yeah, tighten up for sure, Eddie. Um, definitely, man. Um, we, we, uh, so Jack and I there, look, there are going to be episodes this off season where there's like literally no news, kind of like there was this week. Um, but we, Jack and I have some things planned that we're going to, uh, we're going to knock out for some fun content, uh, Mm -hmm. in, in the, in the dry week. So, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, rate, review the podcast, uh, make sure you give us five stars, but in the, in the comments section, Make sure you add that it, four and a half of those stars are going to the Titan Up podcast or the Titan Up idiots, and uh, the and point five stars are going to Buck um, because we do share the feed with him. We want him to know uh, which uh, who's getting the you know who's really bringing home the bread. Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. right, exactly. All right, uh, Jack, let's get the hell out of here, dude. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, and uh, until next week. Tighten up. up.
They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans, they'll 